0: Top, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of like the epitome of, of what we consider uh, life. It's like all of a sudden, God, God comes into our hearts, and, and forever after that, it's unicorns and rainbows. Um, but, but even the word tells us, in this, in this world, you will have trouble, uh, but then it goes on, it says right after that, but fear not, I have overcome the world. So I, th- there, there will be peaks and there will be valleys in life. There, there will be troubles, there will be great times, but, but it, it's realizing, it's understanding that God is with you through them all. That God doesn't just reside on the mountaintop, God resides here, his spirit alive and well. When, when we called upon the Lord, if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, all of a sudden his presence, his spirit alive and well inside you, that means that God is with you you at all times, even in those moments when you can't feel them, even in the moments when you don't see them, even in those moments of, of hurt, of, of destruction, of despair, of, uh, of depression, all these things that seem to weigh us down, the enemy comes to, to what? Kill, he seeks out, he destroys. So that's, that's his job, that's what he wants to do, but through it all, no matter what happens in life, we can rest assured that God is with us. We can rest confidently in him. Over the last few weeks, I believe we've established a basis for getting through the valley. We all, we all get in the valley. I would dare say there's many of us today that are currently living in the valley. But, but we established a basis for getting through the valley. We started off by walking through the, the first three chapters of, of Habakkuk. And, and I hope, I pray that through those three, what you truly realized is that wrestling with God is not a sin. Hear my heart, wrestling with God is not a sin. You can still choose to embrace who he is. You can still embrace the word of God. You can still embrace what uh, what he has said, his promises, while at the same time throwing out questions. God, I I don't feel you in this situation. God, I I don't see your hand in this situation. I think he's strong enough, he's big enough to be able to handle that. He handles you know, all of it with, with, without any, of, any concern of mine. I, it doesn't matter that, that I'm sitting here worried about this or that. He knows the intents, the thoughts of my heart. So do I think I need to hide those from him? It's okay to wrestle with God as long as we continue to stand fast and embrace. Yet will I rejoice. Habakkuk said it in his, in his last verse there, or in the last line of his book, Chapter 3, the last one, it says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will be joyful in God my Savior. Even though it feels as though God isn't available, even though it feels as if he's, he, he can't hear my cry or hear my pain or, or feel my hurt or my longing or my needs, yet I will rejoice. I will be joyful in God my Savior. That there is the basis, the key. Now today I, I'm excited to be able to start the practical. Okay, now that we know that, that we, can, we can wrestle and yet still embrace, now that we know that God doesn't just live on the mountains out that, that he is even there with us in the valleys, well, how, how do we walk through the valley? In Psalm chapter 23... David wrote, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. In other words, I'll fear nothing. There's, there's no circumstance. There's, there's no issue that can arise. There's, there's no hurt that can come upon me. There's nobody that can leave me. There's nobody that can, that can walk away from this situation. There's no report that a doctor can give me. I will fear nothing. Why? Because I know that you are with me. Again, the key being I'm knowing that God is with me. Even in the struggles, even in those moments where where everything around looks pitch black. God is still with me. In your questions, in your hurt, he is always with you. The first step in the practical, though, I I think is found in that first line. Walk through the valley. In order to get through the valley, there's got to be a walk. There's got to be an action that takes place. There's got to be something on our part, a movement. The first step is the walking. In other words, words, listen here, quit sitting in your misery. Quit wallowing in your your guilt. Quit quit focusing on the problems. Instead, remember his promise to you and then get moving. Now, I, I I have to preface Um, today's message. (laughs) Uh, The practical is just this, it's get moving. But if you're in the valley or, or when you're in the valley, when you've been dealing with hurt, or, or, or you've struggled for years with depression, you, you, you've been, been, been harboring this, this anger, there's somebody that treated you unjustly, they, they, they did something that they never should have, somebody that, that was supposed to have loved you, that was supposed to have been an authority, that was supposed to care for you, whatever the situation is, when you're in the valley, the last thing you want to hear is someone looking at you and saying, Suck it up, buttercup. That's the the furthest thing that that we ever want to hear in these situations. So, as I sit here and I put something on the board behind me that says, Get moving, I pray, I pray, I pray you hear my heart. Don't just shut me out. Remember, the key is knowing just because you don't hear God, just because you don't feel God, it, it doesn't mean that He isn't there. He wants to help you, He wants to walk you through the valley. You're not alone. You're never alone. I, I want to I pick up, I want to start with a, a passage today in Exodus. This is Exodus chapter 14. I'll have it on the, 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 uh, the board here behind me. But what it is is God, is, God has, has taken the Israelites, the chosen people. They've been in, in bondage and slavery and pain for hundreds of years. Some theologians say it 's over four hundred, some say no, 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 it was only two hundred and fifty. well whatever, it was longer than I want to be in bondage they were They were enslaved to Egypt, they were sitting there and and, and they were forced to build everything that that we now see standing in Egypt at the time and and, and what was happening is just this they they were they were uh, uh, oppressed by, by Pharaoh and, and the Egyptian army But all of a sudden God said to Moses Moses I'm going to send you over there I want you to, to walk in I want you to let, tell Pharaoh let my people go and so there was some back and forth with Pharaoh. There were some things that, that Pharaoh was, was uh, staunch. He wasn't going to let his, his help go. It wasn't going to happen. And, and, and so Moses kept on, kept on, and kept on. All of a sudden, God came through and, and showed the plagues. There were ten plagues that came upon Egypt. And finally, by the end of it, Pharaoh looked at him and, and said, look, take, just go. Please. They were the mightiest country in, in the known, known world at the time. And they looked at the Israelites and they said, leave. Take anything you want with you, just just leave. Don't, don't, don't leave. The, the army, the, the God that you serve is, is something we cannot handle. We cannot defeat, and so leave. So the Israelites have left. They've walked. Now they're, they're mere days from having left Egypt. I mean, walking out, dancing, rejoicing with gold, with silver, with all the loot, with all the spoil. And now, three days later, all of a sudden, they've They've stopped. They're in a situation where there was, there was literally two mountains on either side, a, a mountain range here and a mountain range here, and, and, and in front of them was the Red Sea. This was an impassable sea, this massive sea in front of them, two huge mountains on either side of them, and Pharaoh's changed his mind. Pharaoh has now said, you know what, Mm-mm, wait a second. I, I shouldn't have let them go. We're going to go and just wipe them all out in the desert. So now Pharaoh is coming up the backside. There's no escape left, right. Nor is there an escape ahead. They're sitting there looking at a situation that that looks impassable. It looks insurmountable. It looks like there's no way out. We pick up in, in Exodus 14, verse 10. It says this As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified, and they cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Continues on, it says, didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let, let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Now mind you, remember, that they had actually been praying, seeking God for deliverance for hundreds of years. They hated where they were at. They, they were literally being worked to death where they were at. And now they look back on it and say, why did you take us from there? And Moses answered, and he said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And then we look at the next verse, and it says this. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to get moving. I, uh, I, 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 uh, I was reminded, I did a, a message extremely similar to this. Man, it was, it was New Year's, I think two years ago. And, and uh, at the time I had seen a soccer game and I was reminded here just the other day, I was watching football and, and I'm watching and, and there was a receiver that had gone out for a pass and, and all of a sudden the defender had gotten closer than the receiver liked. The receiver completely missed the ball. Ball drops down. He looks up at the ref and he's looking around going, where's the flag? What's going on? And the ref just goes, play on. Look, keep going. And then just turns and walks. It was the same thing. I've now seen it. The more I think about it, the more I've seen it in, in soccer. You'll, you'll see two guys you know, running after the ball and one takes a dive. And, and, and the ref just, just kind of looks and, play on. Keep going. Life still happens. In life, I think one of the hardest lessons for myself that, that I've had to learn is, is the realization uh, of when you lose a loved one that, that nothing, nothing stops. Time doesn't stand still just for, for that moment so you can, you can pause and take a breath and you can gather your wits and you can figure out what to do next. Life still keeps going and, and all the while you're saying, wait, 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 I'm, I'm, not, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. And yet, and yet life still continues. If you notice here in this verse the last two words of verse 15 when Moses went to the Lord and asked him what do you what do you want us to do what do you want me to tell the people the Lord said to him get moving <laughs> Get moving It's, it's not a, a denial of where you're at. In fact, I would say God says, look, I, I see. I see where you're at. I, I acknowledge that, that to you it, it looks impossible. I, I realize that in, in your moment, with you looking at reality in the face, what you see is insurmountable. It doesn't look like you can make it through this situation. But, but you don't know the miracle I have in store for you in the valley. The words, get moving, when you, when you look back in the Hebrew, it literally translates as as to pull up, especially the tent pegs, to start on a journey. To pull up. In other words, the, the Israelites had set up camp. They had gotten to a point that looked insurmountable. They had gotten into this valley. They had gotten into this, this situation of, and all of a sudden they realized I, I, there's mountains here, there's mountains here, there's a sea in front of us and there's Pharaoh behind us. We have nowhere to go but to die. And so what had they done? They had... They had built a home, laid camp. For some of you here this morning, you've been camped here long enough, and I I feel that God is telling you it's time to pull up the tent pegs and get moving. Does that mean that he he doesn't feel your pain, or or that that what you feel isn't real, that the hurt that you're going through is somehow diminished? No, no, no. That's not the case. But you can't get through the valley if you're gonna set up tent, set up shop. God does not want us to be stubborn, to be stationary, to be unmoving. He, he wants us to advance, to progress. It's time to get moving. For some of you, you've been here and you've, you've been hurt for too long. It's time to get moving. Some of you have lived with anger for so long, and it's time to get moving. Some of you have lived in depression for so long and it's time to get moving. Some of you have been bitter with the hurt for so long and it's time to get moving. For some, you've lived in a, in a, a life of, of apathy. You, you've just kind of accepted, it is what it is. This is my lot in life. And, and with the apathy, is just this I don't care mentality. And I'm here to tell you, it's time to get moving. Some of you, I, I think it might even be just the opposite. Life is, as opposed to hard, you're in a valley of easy. <laughs> life has become easy. It's, it's become comfortable. I'm good where I'm at, and, and God is saying it's time to get moving. Some of you have just become satisfied with the status quo. You've become satisfied with, with your, your lot in life, and God is telling you it's time to pull up the tent pegs. It's time to, 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 to take up camp, roll up the bed sheets, and let's go get moving. I believe that God is ready to take us on a journey. He's ready to take you out of the depression into a place of joy and happiness. Ready to take you out of an attitude of I don't care, apathy, into a place of service and of power. Ready to take you out of a place of easiness, out of a a place of comfort and stretch you. Take you to a place that you've never been, a, a level of a relationship that you've never been before. You can't stay camped out if you want to experience the glory the power of God in your life you, you can you cannot stay camped out if we stay camped in these places long enough the enemy will destroy us again the, the setting of this whole thing just it, it, it boggles my mind here the Israelites have literally watched God's hand perform miraculous wonders Miracles to the Egyptians, it was magic that they had never seen before. It was, it was, it completely just bewildered their mind. They had been in bondage for hundreds of years. For hundreds of years, they had been in bondage. They had cried out for, for victory, they had cried out for freedom, and now all of a sudden they have it. And, and within three days, Within three days of this miraculous victory, all of a sudden they've fallen back into this misery, this grumpiness, and they've set up camp. But in reality, for all practical purposes, when you looked at the situation that they were in, there was no way out. And in the midst of chaos and confusion, the the people come to Moses and they begin to cry, Man, Moses, why? Why did this happen? Why did God bring us out of that slavery to let us die here? And Moses goes to God and he says, God, what do you want me to do? God, I I don't understand. You you told us, you told us that you told me to, to go into Egypt and to set your people free. What do you want me to do now? And God tells Moses, there's, there's only one thing to do. What, what's the last thing I told you to do? Did I tell you to, to go to the promised land? I, I didn't bring you out to take you back. I, I didn't bring you out to leave you here to die. I didn't leave you, leave you here now. I, I didn't bring you out to camp in this valley either. This is not the land that I promised. God is saying there's so much more. What did I tell you last? What was my promise given to you? There's nothing to go back to. All that's left is to get moving. God wants us to rise up, to go on to do the things that he's called us to do, the the things that he's asked of us. Forget the things that are behind and press on towards the mark. But it's going to require us to get up to Stop wallowing in our pity, to stop wallowing in the agony and the pain of the past, to, to stop wallowing in the bitterness, the anger, and it's going to require us to get moving. To experience a change, to, to see a miracle in our situation, to, to see God move in the valley, we're going to actually have to walk. We're going to have to get moving. So, why why then don't we just suck it up buttercup why why do we find ourselves camped in the valley so often i i, I feel that because as easy as it is to say man eh, get moving it really is difficult it really is difficult it's it's stepping into the unknown it's It's stepping into areas where where on our own, our feet may fail. But God is calling us out of the valley. He's, He's calling us out of the places where we have camped. He's calling us to the mountaintop. He wants us to get moving. When you camp in the valley, I think certain things start to take place that we see in the life of the Israelites. The first thing that we see when you camp in the valley, when you fail to get moving, you stop walking by faith and, and you start living in fear. The minute you stop going forward or are making progress in your spiritual walk, you'll find yourself no longer walking in faith, no longer stepping out believing that God can handle the situation, but instead living in fear. If you look there at verse 10, it's exactly what happens to the children of Israel. They had just seen God perform the the mightiest of miracles. And and even then, throughout the day, there was a cloud that covered the sun to keep them in shade while they were walking through the desert. At night, the winds, it would get really cold at night, and there was a a pillar of fire that would keep them warm. They'd seen God's hand. They'd saw miracles firsthand. And yet, as soon as they laid camp, then they started to live in fear. No more faith, but fear. Faith was replaced. If you're here today and you're, and you're filled with fear, it's a possible sign that you've stopped moving forward in your spiritual journey. In your spiritual progress, somewhere along the way you, you've set up camp. Faith has been replaced by fear. Fear. And I'm here to tell you, unless you pull up the stakes, unless you get on the move again, you're in trouble. You're in serious trouble. It's easy to enjoy where we are. To be satisfied with, with where we are in life. But that, that's not what God wants for us. That's not what God has called for us. He wants to replace fear with faith. He wants to build you up. He wants to encourage you. He wants you to get moving. When you fail to get moving, you stop walking by faith and you start living in fear. The second thing that happens is is when you stop moving, when when you fail to get moving, you start grumbling, you start complaining. It wasn't long before fear replaced faith. And then the complaining set in. They started complaining to Moses. The Israelites sat there and whined about their situation. When you read verses 11 through 12, you, you notice how they blame all of their problems on Moses. All of their problems were Moses' fault. They were God's fault. We were good in Egypt. We, we could have stayed back there. No, you weren't. You hated it. But now that that faith has been replaced by fear, now you look back at the past and and you you start to turn over your shoulder and long for the things of old. For the very things that you rejoiced you were taken out of. (laughs) There's nothing that this world has to offer that is worth going back for. This this was the armies of God. These were were people that were, they were children of God. They were called of God. They were his his holy people. And, And instead of being this marching, victorious army, now they're standing there complaining against Moses and against God. It happens every time. Why? Why would you want to go back to bondage? Why would you want to go back to the old? When you know full well that that the old is gone, behold, all things have become new, but then then all of a sudden that excitement turns into complacency. Fear sets in, and then it's the complaining, and then it's the looking back over your shoulder. Complainers, a lot of times, are people who have stopped moving forward. They're the people who aren't growing in the Lord anymore. Look, when when you're going forward with God, When you're up front where the action is, you don't have time to complain. When you're spending time with the Lord in prayer, when you're, when you're diving into his word, when you're, when you're making progress in your spiritual journey, there's no room for complaining. Hear me, it doesn't mean that nothing is wrong in my life. It doesn't mean that, that I, I, I still don't see the valleys, that, that I still don't feel the hurt, that I still don't recognize the issues, that it looks insurmountable. Something is always wrong. Nobody's denying what you're going through is real. Life is never pleasant. Things don't always suit us, but but when you're moving forward with your eye on His promise, when you're walking with God through the valley, you don't have time to stop and complain. When you're complaining, what happens is, is you start to backslide. You start to pull away. Finally, they said to Moses, why don't you just take us back to Egypt? It it would be better for us if we were back there. I would rather die in the graves of Egypt. I, I I can't even imagine. Here they are two, three days later, and they're saying all this. I, I, I can't imagine why anyone would ever want to go back to Egypt. Why anyone would ever want to go back to, to the world. When, when you epitomize what, the, the very thing that you were saved from. The very thing that, that yeah, I, I used to have fun, but I lived in misery. Now now at least I have hope. Now now there's something else. There's something different. And, and instead of just a, a fleeting fun, now there's joy. Eternal. There's something different inside. Why would you want to go back to the past? Because they stopped moving forward in the direction that God wanted them to go. When the past looks better than the future, you've stopped moving forward. When you fail to get moving, you start grumbling, complaining. And then the last thing I want to I talk today is the band comes up to close. Guys, when you fail to get moving, you prevent yourself from seeing the miracle that God has for you in your valley. When you sit there and you look in the natural, at the, uh, at the very mountains that are hindering you from walking left or right, from, from the very sea, the expanse in front of you that, that's keeping you from what you see is God's promised land way past. When you stop and you make camp, you prevent yourself from seeing the very miracles that God wants to show you, to, cre- to create a, a new you, to, to give you a, a faith like you've never had before. God, I, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know about going forward. God, there's, there's this insurmountable whatever it is in front of me. God, the, the report that I've gotten. God, the, the person that left me. God, the, the issue that I'm dealing with. God, the, the this, the that, the, the valley that you're in, the darkness that you're in. How are we going to get across? And so we, 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 we come up with these lines. I think I'll just, I'll stay here. It, it doesn't take a lot of faith if I, if I camp here. God told Moses, look, man, tell the people to get moving. He told Moses, take the rod, stretch it out toward the sea. You're going to move. It wasn't until after Moses obeyed, took the first step that it, it, was, it was when God moved It was when Moses said, I'm going to do exactly what you've called me to do, exactly what you told me to do before. I'm going to step out in faith and I'm going to do it. And and that was when God all of a sudden showed up and the miracle began. It was then that the winds began to blow, the waters began to roll back on every side. And in verse 13 we read, God said to them, look, do not be afraid, stand firm. You will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The, the enemy that you see today, you will never see again. Guys, the enemy, the very issues that you're dealing with today, God is wanting to do miraculously. Miraculously, He's wanting to destroy those very issues in your life. Remove them from your life for you to never see again. But it, it takes a step. God always moves when we're willing to obey. When we're willing to take the step of faith that He asks of us. Man, how many times through Scripture do we read that, that, that God said something when the priest moved or, or all of a sudden when the trumpet sounded or, or when the army shouted, then God did the miraculous. See, I, I think we have it backward. The stories I listened to, people I talked to, my my own life included. I, I can't tell you the number of times I've I've been in a situation and I've I've cried out, God, if you would just, you know, put, bring somebody down to say something, do put your you know put writing on the wall if a plane could spell it out in the sky. God, if if you would go ahead and do it, but we have it backward. And it's wrong. It, it doesn't work that way. God says, you take me at my word. Step out on the water. You get moving through the valley. Don't set up camp in the valley. When you do, that, then, when you step out in faith, then I'm going to slip my hand up underneath you. I'm going to be there to see you through. I, all of a sudden, you're going to see the miraculous in the valley. If you're willing to take the steps, If you're willing to get moving, God will part the seas. He'll destroy the enemy, the very issues that you're walking through. God will do the miraculous. But it takes us living by faith, not by fear. It takes us to, we've got to stop wallowing in our misery. We've got to stop just, just getting comfortable in our pain. We've got to stop looking back at the past and instead get moving. It's looking ahead, looking for your miracle, stepping out in faith. I, I, again, it's not just as easy as saying, suck it up, buttercup, get, get on. But at the same time, guys, I'm here to tell you, man, it, it is. It's a faith, it's stepping out of the boat onto the water and saying, man, sink or swim. God, this this storm could swallow me up. This situation could completely just destroy me. This this pain that I'm feeling, that person that hurt me, all of that is real, but God is saying, I want to show you something different. I want to show you a miracle in the valley. But to see that miracle, I need you to get moving. Church, if you stand with me, I want to close this morning. Lord God, I thank you, Father, for for your... your faithfulness. You've never let me down, Lord God. You've never let us down. You've never left us, Lord. And, and we know, Father, just, just as that one song says, we've, we've seen you move the mountain. We know, Lord God, that you can move it again. So, Father God, we're we're not going to sit there, though, and wait for the mountain to be moved. Instead, we, we step out in faith. We acknowledge, Lord God, your power, your strength. We acknowledge that same power, that same strength within our lives today. And we make a choice to step out in faith, to walk, Lord God, to follow the promises that you have given us. To live by faith and not by fear, to, to not continue looking back over our shoulders and, and trying to epitomize the past, Lord God, but, but instead to, to look forward for the miracle, to look ahead, Lord God, for the promised land that you've called us to. God, I thank you for for people across this room, Lord Jesus, and and, and the situations they're in. Father, I pray that you would help them to realize, Lord God, the the, the areas in life where they may have set up camp, the areas in life where they may have laid down, Lord God, built a home, Father, but instead, Father, I I pray that they would realize that that they they can step up, they can rise up, they can step out from underneath that tent and choose, Lord God, to continue walking. Lord God, I, I thank you She you will never leave us, never forsake us, that you're with us always, Lord God, even, even in those moments where, where we don't feel it, where we don't understand it, where, where we don't recognize it, Lord God, your word says you're with us. And we can rely, we can hold, hold fast, Lord God, we can, we can stand strong on the promises. Right now, again, as you're standing there, I, if there's anybody here this morning and, and you're walking through the valley or maybe, maybe you've set up camp in the valley, man, I pray this morning that you, you wouldn't just sit where you're at, Lord, but instead you'd make a choice, a decision to continue to press on, to press forward, the, to continue to, to hold on, to embrace who God is, even though you may not feel it, even though you may not recognize it in the situations you're in, even though the pain you're in is real, even though the depression you're in is real, even though the anger you feel is real, even though the bitterness hurts inside, I'm here to tell you, man, God still wants to set you free, to move you through. He hasn't left you where you're at. He still sees you, and the promise when He told you before, the promise when He said, I love you, my child, my, my son, my daughter, I love you, and I will never leave you, still holds true today. You were mine, He says. I didn't bring you out here to take you back. I didn't bring you out here to leave you alone. I didn't bring you out here to die. I am faithful, now, forever, and always. Lord God, I thank you for your son. For grace extended on Calvary's cross. For for the beauty, Lord God, the salvation, the redemption that we now have. The resurrection, Father, that we see. And because of that moment, because of your spirit raising Christ from the dead, the same spirit alive and well in our lives, we too now have the power of God within us. The power of God to be able to look out upon the very things that hinder us, the very things that keep us from what we see as the promised land, to speak to him, to raise the hand of God and say, to to part the seas in front. God, I pray right now that people's situations, people's issues that they're going through would be split open and the very enemy would be swallowed up, never to be seen again. God, let us see your miracle even while we are in the valley. We thank you, Lord God, for your faithfulness. It's in the name of your Son we pray. Amen amen guys I encourage you I encourage you please hear my heart this this isn't just a message of okay well you know suck it up I'm not I don't care about your situation but this is a realization that God can do all things and through him all things are possible guys I encourage you get moving God bless you all have a wonderful week